So now we're in progress. Um, so now I need to think what we're going to talk about. It's so beautiful to see that um, really the world is keep on rolling. All the time we're so like worried. Oh man, I don't know. What should I do? What I shouldn't do? Should I do this? Shouldn't I do that? All the time we're worrying. All the time we're afraid. All of the time the energy is so <clears throat> toxic. And what if? And, and what if? And what will? And who knows? And what might? It's all nonsense. The world is spinning in, in crazy speed. The maker of the universe is in any way running all the systems and taking care of all the things, all the details. And a person just must run through all the obstacles and jump above all the roadblocks and just to get through all the locked gates and, and conquer new destinies and new destinies and never to give up and never to lose hope. One day you need to rise and to be a hero. And the second day you need to be gentle and nice and super friendly and patient. One day you need to be strict again and to stand up for yourself and to fight for your own. And, and like uh, Hashem makes you crazy. Hashem wants you to be like all around in all those places. And, and But the truth is that we have only the current moment, only this moment of the present the blessed present, the Havaya Baruch We can be with Hashem only where Hashem is at. And Hashem is only at the now. That's where Hashem is at. Hashem is the Havaya. Hashem is the, the being, the blessed being. Hashem is, Hashem is here. Hashem is now. Hashem is here. Hashem is here. Hashem is here. Hashem Hashem is with you, in front of you, behind you, to, the, to your right, to your left, above, underneath. Hashem is everywhere. Hashem is filling the world. You should nullify yourself to Hashem. Do you know where, 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 is, where, where, where can you find Hashem? Where is Hashem? Hashem, people are standing. Like, that's the craziest thing. People are standing in Bodhidut, in individual prayer. People, a person... He's standing alone. Now he is alone now. And he's, Hashem, where are you? Hashem, I want to know. What do you mean? Like, where did you go? Where are you looking for? Where is Hashem? Hashem is not across the ocean. Hashem is not behind the mountains of darkness. Hashem is not in the depths of the sea. Hashem is not across the desert. Bepicha, Hashem is in your mouth. What does it mean? What does it mean? Listen to the words that comes out of your mouth. Listen to your words when you talk to Hashem. Hashem, I need you. Hashem is already with you. Hashem, I'm calling you. Okay, so now you've been answered. You've been answered. Now you want another salvation? Okay, talk about it. No, Hashem, I want to see wonders. Okay, if you're going to open your eyes, you're going to see wonders. It's a wonder. There are wonders that are taking place in your life. Tremendous wonders right now as we speak. Crazy wonders. Crazy. We're not just like pleasing. Oh, yeah, right. You know, there are wonders. No, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about exciting wonders in your personal life that you are just blind to recognize. You're not dealing with them. The fact that you are healthy, Kim Savran, the fact that you're able to lean in your sofa and drink your sodas, it's a wonder. It's a miracle. 
with all those satanic movements that you do with your fingers all the time. What's going on with you? Are you crazy? I love you. Which, you love me? Love me with a hug. Come and hug me in the land of Israel. What's going on? It's a wonder. A person like you is a wonder. Is a miracle. Is a walking miracle. It's a wonder. It's one of, it's the eighth wonder of the world. Kim Samran, the man and the legend. And you have many people who from complete darkness found themselves back into light, like back into the highway in this speeding traffic towards spiritual success finding themselves, finding answers to deep questions. Like for years, Elizabeth Pride, you were surrounded with darkness. You didn't know what are you doing? Where are you heading? What will be your direction? Where are you going to land? How are you going to fall? If you're going to recover, if you're going to stand up back on your feet. You didn't have a clue. Everything was always falling. Everything was always collapsing and like, one day at a time, you built yourself and you collected and gathered another spark and another marble stone and another diamond and another ruby and another pearl and another gigantic, enormous understanding suddenly came and brightened. And not with no challenges, not with no difficulties, not with no like obstacles, but with time, you're building yourself and you're finding yourself and you're recognizing your soul and you hear the voice in your mind and you recognize where it's coming from and what does it mean and another understanding and another understanding. And suddenly, after a few years, a different person is standing, a person that is sad or a person that is not so scared, that is not so afraid, that is able to express himself with much more logic, with much less emotions and must might be able to help other people as well to clarify things in their own lives. And they're enjoying your reflection. And this is the life story of each and every single one of us that Hashem helped each and every one of us to come out of complete, complete chaos in the mountains of LA from, from, from among the, the, the smoky mountains over there from all between all those stoners and, and all those drug addicted people to find yourself sober and clean and and positive and good with yourself and finding your track in life and understanding deep things about yourself and those are all wonders of Hashem today I spoke with a woman with a person, she told me like I want to convert and I've been rejected by Judaism and all why do you need to convert? Again, can you please explain to me why do you need to convert? I'm asking, honestly. If a person is not finding Hashem, if a person is so completely lost that he cannot find answers to his questions, he needs to progress. He needs to go into places to knock on doors to search for answers until he will find them. But if a person is already enjoying great spiritual development and already enjoying great spiritual growth and already finding and tasting the sweetness of faith and talking to the maker and the maker is answering his prayers and he finds himself in life why in the world do you need to change something what do you want to change exactly what are the most important things that you have to change i don't understand 
I don't understand the purpose of converting when your life is on a spiritual route already. If you know that you must and from childhood and you feel and you know and you always knew and that's the, okay, I'm not stopping you. I'm not holding you back. But to tell you that there is a justification for you to hate your life if you're not converting and to suffer tremendous sorrow and pain from not succeeding, being rejected by orthodox communicate, who cares? Communities, who cares? Who cares about those communities? Who cares about what those rabbis are saying? Who cares? Find your life. You have children to take care of. You have household. You have family. You have things to do. You have your happiness that needs to be rescued out of the swamps of despair and sadness and great depression of our generation. You need to save your skin first. What are you talking about? Converting. Oh, I must convert. Why do you need to convert? Because you want someone else to run your life. You want someone else to ruin your life. You want someone else to boss you around and tell you what to do with your life. You look for a rabbi that will manage your life, him and the rabbitsin. You need someone to guide you in the path to darkness. Like that's what you're asking for. Me, I cannot regret more on anything else in my life, more than on the 12 years that my wife and I gave the leadership of our lives in the hand of some rabbi in Israel. We thought that we found some, oh man, tzaddik, and everyone are talking, tzaddik, tzaddik, tzaddik is righteous. You don't know, harav, harav, the rabbi, the rabbi, he's so this and he's so that, and and we heard and we were innocent and we listened and we followed and we committed ourselves and we went into it and with all our might, with all our power, with all our energy, all our time, all our money, everything was invested into that person's business. And for 12 years, we've been drained out completely. And when we were empty bags, we could have been thrown out to the, to the dumpsters and that's it. And thank God that the maker of the universe, he likes dumpster diving and he's going into those dark places and finds, comes up with come-ups. Oh man, look at those broken souls, how much I like them. Look, I found that broken table with three legs. I'm going to make it, I'm going to fix it, I'm going to think. And took us from the dumpsters of despair and sadness and depression, broken as a family, and helped us to recover. Sent us to two years in Rechavia neighborhood in Yerushalayim. We felt like we landed in Switzerland. Oh man, thank you Hashem for this amazing European neighborhood. Thank you Hashem for, for freedom. You brought us to Rechavia. We've been to Rechavia after living for 12 years in Bet Israel. We landed in Rechavia. We felt like we're on, in, in, in Venice on those uh, gondolot, on those boats sailing in the streets, Ramban Street, Usishkin Street, Narkis Street, all those streets. It was so amazing. Trees were blooming. There were blue lights on the trees, white lights on the trees. In the winter, in the summer, we felt like, oh man, freedom. The redemption took place. And then... Hashem took us to another journey. Guys, I want you in New York. 
two years, Spring Valley, Monsey, New York, Catskills Mountains, green, everything, ponds, lakes, squirrels, deers, friendly people, smiling Jews, wealthy families, cold as ice, couldn't find ourselves, but it was so beautiful and cold. It was so amazing and freezing. It was solitary. We lived in a freezer for two years. We barely left the house. We had a beautiful house, amazing backyard to the forest, amazing front lawn, animals. There were like turkeys and, and coyotes and deers and squirrels and, and those, um, um, what's their name? I don't even remember those animals that, that are coming from the ground. English. All this kind of wildlife came into our front yard and asking for bread. And my wife made amazing halot over there. But we were isolated. We could not find our lives over there. And then a friend said, hey, come to Orlando. Oh, Orlando. Beautiful Florida, it's going to be amazing. And we toured the crossing, the crossing the US. We've been to San Francisco, we've been to LA, we've been to all those amazing places. Road number one in front of the ocean, seeing the west coast, the east coast, been to Venice Beach, going on the on the on the giant wheel. How you call it? The great wheel enjoying the views and the sights and been to Colombia and been to Texas and met Kim Saverin in a hotel doing amazing things been to Elizabethtown right Donna you remember us visiting Elizabethtown Ferris wheel and we've been to all those amazing places and meeting people meeting students been to 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 um been to Utah and to Colorado and to all those parks and amazing experiences. And you know what? No answers. No answers. Nothing to fill your heart. Nothing to fill your, your soul. Going and meeting and finding yourself not belong to there and not belong to there and not attached to this and not attached to that and cannot settle here and cannot settle there. And then we went to Orlando and we lived another two years in Orlando and the weather and the private swimming pool and the parks and Disney. Thank God our kids were not abducted in Disney and, uh, and and nothing happened to us over there. And we were able to visit all the parks and nothing, nothing came, nothing to our hearts, nothing came. And then COVID came and we've been kicked out of our fake and illusion. I don't know how even like, the, the 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 delusion the the illusions the sickness of the mentality of the person to create fake life to himself in his search of finding essence and purpose is is so sad it's so broken and and you search and you keep on wanting and keep on hoping and keep on imagining maybe now i'm going to find it maybe now i'm going to find the name maybe oh no yeah now i found it and then again you're falling 
into the biggest houses and there are problems over there and making money and it's not enough and making enormous amounts of money and someone is ripping you off and meeting students and suddenly one of those most important precious ones of your students is stabbing you in the back and, 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 and hurting you in tremendous ways that will take years for you to recover and on and on and on. And then we came back to Israel, our homeland. Okay, back to Israel. Same 26 suitcases, back to Israel. Going back to Israel, wars with the family like before the tshuva. Everyone kicked us from one place to the other. No one wants to help. Everyone are just like trying to get rid of us. Okay, we're going to manage on our own. Let's go back to small Switzerland. Let's go back to Rehavia. Went back to Rehavia, felt as if we landed in Gaza. We couldn't find a place for ourselves. Rehavia, before we've been to the U.S., felt for us as if we were floating on the boats. Came back to Israel, went back to Rehavia. Narrow streets, tiny alleys, tiny apartments, no air conditions, no ventilation, no air, moldy, dark, cold, weary, sad, broken. Okay, we need to break free. We need to find another way, going to the north, looking for our lives elsewhere. The journey does not end. If you are not working hard to find yourself, to be honest with yourself, to be happy with who you are, you will never find happiness. No big houses, no swimming pools, no jacuzzis, no three bank accounts in the U.S., no amazing trucks. Nothing will make you happy. Nothing will make you happy. Only if you will find your inner point, your deep understanding to the simple question, who in the world am I? Who am I? Confront that question. Ask yourself, who honestly am I? What am I good at? What can I do? How can I benefit the world? How can I do great things in the world? Things that I will feel good about. How will I be happy? How will I express the great qualities, talents, treasures that the maker of the universe planted within me? How in the world I will make wonders take place in the world? How will I save lives of people? How will I save lives of animals? How will I make the world a better place to live in? How can I pray with music? How can I sing my prayers? How will I do my individual prayer, my Hidbodedut, calmly? What is the right time for me to do Hidbodedut? Is it the morning? Is it the afternoon? Is it the evening if it's before i eat if it's after i eat ask the question instead of blaming yourself oh i'm not doing it but dude ask yourself okay but why am i not doing it but dude i'm too tired to do it but dude okay when is the time that i'm not tired why am i not doing it but dude in that time journalize your life write down questions and answer them confront your fears confront yourself ask yourself okay i'm too fat i'm too heavy i'm too lazy i'm too drunk i'm too stoned i'm too depressed okay 
Why am I drinking? Why am I smoking? Why am I not taking care of my health? Why am I not jogging? Why am I not going to the gym? Why am I not meditating? Why am I not doing it? And just answer those things because I'm lazy. Okay, why am I lazy? I'm suffering from that laziness. That depression that I'm allowing myself to fall into all the time on daily basis is my killer, is my, my venom, is my poisonous enemy. It kills my life. It takes away the, 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 the purpose of living, the, 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 the essence of my life. I, like, I don't like my life that way. So why am I choosing life that I don't like as a path, as my highway? Why am I not redesigning my life? Why am I not scheduling great things for myself to be happy? Why am I not waking up one hour earlier? Why am I not going to sleep one hour earlier? Why am I keep scrolling the phone like crazy? Why am I keep eating candies into the night? Why am I keep talking in the phone, talking with, on, on the phone with people I disagree with why am I keep suffering from watching videos that are just planting terror and fear and sadness and depression in my life? Why am I causing all that trouble? Who am I punishing? Why my enemy inside of me is so loud and my own best friend, my inner voice, the voice of my soul is so quiet? Why am I not expressing myself? Why am I not allowing myself to grow? And then when you come to simple, great realizations about yourself, redesign and reset your life. I need to learn Torah. Learning Torah makes me happy. Great. So why can't I learn 10 minutes a day Torah? From now on, I'm learning 10 minutes a day Torah. Every day, 1 p.m., I am sitting myself and learning Torah. And every day you need to check that it's already one and ten minutes. And now I need to sit and learn Torah. And sit and learn Torah. Force yourself. Open a book of Mishnayot. Open a book of Tehillim. Open a book of stories of Tzadikim. Learn something. Watch a short video. I'm making such nice shorts now. We're making such short content. Why can't you watch three and a half minutes max? Two minutes max. Even when we are fundraising money, we're putting words of Torah in it. You can learn Torah from our fundraisers. You know, it's like so easy. Learn Torah each day. Open nice books. Go do good things with your life. Go spread Torah out to the world. Share the videos with other people. Make other people happy. Go smile to people. Go give charity. Take one $10 bill, break it down to $10 bills, and go and give charity to people. Go to the Walmart and give dollar bills to people. You meet people in the street, go give charity. Break your bills to coins and go give charity. Make yourself happy. Go do things that will make you happy. You like to illustrate, you like to paint, you like to write, write. You like to compose, you like to sing, sing. You want to record, there are simple ways today. The technology is so developed that you can have your own studio in your own living room just by downloading simple softwares to your computer. You can be a tremendous musician in your own home. You don't need to go to no studio to record anymore. 
When I brought out to light my first two albums, I had to go and to pay and to rent a studio and players. Today, a person that is a little bit talented with music, a little bit talented, can do everything on his own, on his own keyboard, with his own guitar. You buy an electric guitar or, or keyboard and you have all the instruments. You have amazing, you can, you can bring an orchestra to your living room, singing, sitting in front of your lousy computer and just putting down the tones. You don't need even to have a beat. You don't even have to have a beat. You set the beat. You are saying to the computer, do that every 0.3 seconds. And then you push the button once and push enter. And that's it. You have it. And that's it. And now you can add another sound. You know what? I'm going to try those bells. I'm going to try that guitar. I'm going to try that flute. And then you push the button and I'm going to do like this. Uh, uh, uh. No, I don't like it erase you go back and then you do again ah uh, uh, oh now i like it that sounds great and you try and you spend one hour with yourself and you spend two hours with yourself and in three months from now you're gonna have a song and you know what in three years when you're gonna look back you're gonna say oh man that was so lousy it was so horrible but the truth is that it was amazing. It was the baby steps of your child that is barely able to walk, but makes you so proud and happy to see him walking like that and barely succeeding, but growing and getting there. And in three years, you'll be able to compose amazing songs that will inspire people. When I gave my first speeches in the yeshiva and I recorded them and we opened the Emuna channel on YouTube, we had 21 views of video. We had 27 views of video. After months, we came to 40 views of video. 70 views of videos. We were like, I thought I'm going to dance on, on stages in Central Park soon. We didn't know, like, tremendous growth from 20 views to 70. It was like, whoa, real people are listening to those live classes. I was asking people that, you know, that is something I'm still doing today to teach me English while I'm teaching. But it was more, it was happening more often back then. A bit more often back then. But then you find yourself that you grow, that you grow and you teach and you affect people and you can create memes on social media and flyers and you can make inspirational videos. Today, any person can be a videographer, a video editor. You can make amazing, tremendous things. Everyone can be an artist. Everyone can do gigantic things with your life. You just need to allow yourself to do so, to count on yourself, to feel that it's okay, that you will also be the one that you want to be. You can be a writer, you can be a composer, you can be a scholar, you can be a carpenter, you can be a writer, you can be whatever you dream to be. And there are also ways to make tons of money 
people are getting rich in this generation in our days in way higher amounts and, and scales than, than ever before. The, the rate of, of millionaires and billionaires that are growing from zero to millions to hundreds of millions is enormous compared to earlier generations. People were all broke. People didn't have no money at all. There is so much cash. There is so much money rolling in the world. Like people are shopping online. People are buying whatever is being offered. If you're going to see what people are buying, you're going to be amazed. There is no reason in the world why you won't open an online store and start selling products and sell and send across the ocean. Why do you can resale, retail, you can do whatever you want. You don't even need to have no, no vendor, no, no merchandise. You don't need to have a warehouse. You don't need anything. And you say, I don't know how to do that. Okay, ask Google. Consult online. Get into chat. Get into groups. Ask on Facebook. Can someone help me? Can someone send some links to some websites write it down on youtube on google search you're going to find answers you can be a mentor you can teach you can learn new professions you can develop your skills you can become your true self there is no one reason in the world that you will not grow to be the simple one that you are and that's what Hashem wants from you that's what Hashem wants from you, that the soul that he gave you will shine. Now, he gave you a different soul than mine. He didn't give you my soul. I cannot shine inside of you. I cannot shine for you. You cannot shine for me. You can shine as much as you're going to shine. You will shine. You might affect me with your shine, but you cannot shine for me. I cannot shine by you. You must shine. You must be. And you cannot shine if you're not happy. If I want it won't make you happy. It can affect us that you'll be thankful to see, oh man, Abdullah is happy. Thank God I'm happy too. Great. That's what friends are for. I'm gonna push you a little bit. I'm gonna I'm gonna affect you a little bit. But in truth, I cannot be happy for you. You need to be happy. So for that, you need to have your own bookcase and you have to have your own people around you that you will relate to and you have to have your own list of contacts and you have your own playlist of music of music that you like and you have to create those things for yourself and this is the world that we're living in there is no crime in just being related to reality in our days there is no reason for you not to build yourself and allow yourself to grow tremendously to express the godliness that is treasured within you if i was able to find myself talking giving a speech and that speech reached more than three million views and it's a class of over half an hour almost one hour it means that i already taught more hours than my lifetime it's an impossible thing. And I have so many videos that are more than 1 million views. So many of them already. And many more of 700,000 views and 300,000 views and 600,000 views. Maybe hundreds of them. 
And on all social media outlets, you have on Instagram, you have on TikTok, you have videos on TikTok with more than 1 million views. It's crazy. It's insane. It's in six months. It's in less than a year. Million views. Boom. Million people got something from you. Do you know how beautiful it will be if you're going to learn from my experience and going to develop and also going to make money out of your art? It's going to be so great. Think about something else to do, something that makes money. Me, I'm just working for free as a crazy person. But you can also make money. You can also be rich. I will continue volunteering. And you're going to be wealthy and so successful. It's going to be so great. <laughs> you need to learn from the mistakes of others. It's okay. We're here for each other. I'm going to make mistakes and you're going to learn. I'm going to try and you're going to succeed. And it's going to be so beautiful. And it's all good. I'm so happy to be that solid ground for you. Learn from my mistakes. Start making money as long as you can. <laughs> you need to be positive. You need to allow yourselves to express the great things, qualities that are treasured within you. Hashem made you the one that you are, that you will have certain sense in certain area, in certain aspects, that you will be good with numbers, that your memory will catch, that your eyes will be fast, that your conclusions will go in this way or another. That's what Hashem wants from you or else He wouldn't make you something else. Hashem made me inspired from certain things and that is my source of inspiration. And if I wouldn't have that background of my life, I wouldn't be able to approach you guys. I'm approaching you because Hashem set me in a certain direction that my light can shine towards you. And you are positioned in a different direction that you can shine to them, to your crowd, to your people. And I'm shining to you and you're shining to them and they're going to shine as well. And then the world is shining. And then the world is illuminating with his grace. And it's only about allowing yourself to be that simple person that you already know that you are because you know what you like. You know if you rather pasta or rice. You know if you rather pita or bread. You know if you rather chulent or chaymif. You know what you like. You know if you like black music, if you like rock, pop, if you like modern music, if you like to hear California dreaming in the old version from the 60s. You know who you are. You know exactly who you are. So just allow it. It's okay. Be. Don't judge yourself and criticize yourself as if you're doing something wrong. Try to understand, why am I loving Prince? Why in the world am I loving Prince? Okay, so I found something in Prince that changed my life, that touched my heart. There is a finger of God in Prince that touched my heart. Now, I cannot erase that. I will never deny that. This is something that spoke to me. Through that amazing composer, singer, player, dancer, he touched me. Now, do I have the right to erase it after it's been created by the maker of the universe? No. So I will not deny it. It does not mean that I should be a dancer. It does not mean that I should be a composer. It does not mean that I should be the greatest follower of Prince. It just means that I need to have gratitude to the channels that deliver great amount of light into my heart. 
opened it to be as it is. And now with that great inspiration, I need to ask Hashem, what is my next step? What do you want me to do now with my great conclusions, with those wonderful understandings, with that great development, with that amazing life experience that I gained in the challenges, in my ups, in my, my downs? What is my mission? What is my life goal? What is my life purpose? How can I shine for you, Hashem? Teach me how to shine. Teach me how to brighten other people's life. How can I pull all this knowledge, all this wisdom that I purchased in my life, in my journey, and to create content, to create a blessing from it? How can I deliver that to millions of people? How can I brighten the lives of other people? If I went through horrible divorce that killed me, that smashed me down to the ground, if I felt my heart was in the meat grinder, and now out of the ruins I'm rising, like from the mountains of ash, how in the world I will take all my pain and help other people to deal with theirs? How will I manifest my life experience into pure advice, into pure spots, dots, pictures, posters of inspiration, sounds, beats, songs, books, children books, amazing children books, animation online, it doesn't matter, beautiful children's shoes, little puppies filled with, with cotton, it doesn't matter. Find the way to channel your heart, your love, your soul into physicality and give that amazing loaf of bread, that gesture to your beloved ones. Put your bread up on the waves of water and with the days you shall find it, it will come back to you. Just spread it around your strength, your motivation, your inspiration, your hope, your love, your honesty, honesty, your truthfulness, your amazing skills, your ability. You see so many artists, artistic people, talented people online today. You say like, man, Picasso would be unemployed if he would be in this generation. He wouldn't work. He would work in a, in a library. He wouldn't have a job. You have people doing arts and crafts, amazing stuff. I mean, like it's frightening, it's scary to see the level of development and growth of humankind. How beautiful we all are, how amazing and talented people. Like it's, wow, it's amazing. You see like things are out there in the world. People are so artistic. People are so out there, able to do gigantic things. It should be a source of inspiration for you, not to put you in the dark, God forbid. If you were able to recognize their greatness, it means that that greatness belongs to you somehow. Maybe not in an active way. Maybe not in the exact same way. But you would not recognize it if it wouldn't have an attachment to your soul. If you wouldn't have that taste, that flavor, that understanding, that sense, you wouldn't see it. So many videos crossed your eyes and you didn't pay attention to them. And they were also amazing. And they were the source of inspiration 
for other people. Those who inspired you are the ones that belongs to you, to the root of your soul. So recognize the ones that touched you and go with them and go with that, with that quality of yours and spread it out and speak it out and scream it out and spread the light out to the world. And then you will find comfort and happiness to your soul after creating, after doing, after giving. Satisfaction of giving is way greater than receiving. Receiving is zero compared to giving. Receiving is zero compared to giving. It's nothing. If you're going to receive millions, it will never make you happy as giving millions back. Giving millions, think about it. Receiving millions, yeah, I'm going to buy a house. I'm going to buy a yacht. I'm going to buy a, another house. Oh, hey, I heard you. If you will stand in the position of buying houses to people, can you imagine the joy? It's a different world. To that you should desire. For that you should hope. To create, not to receive. Oh, yeah, I heard an amazing song today. Yeah, satisfying. I'm not saying zero, but zero compared to, oh, man, one million people heard my song. Until today, it's a different thing. It's a different thing. Okay, bye. No, just kidding. It's a questions and answers class. I would love to take some questions. I have a question. I think this week's, week's Parsha's. Um, why does Hashem like rams or something cut up into quarters with their head and stuff like why does he want sacrifices and is the temple the third temple going to do that first of all the answer to your second question is no there will be no sacrifices in the third temple in the eternal temple because we know that after the redemption, that is the moment of the establishment of the eternal house, there will be no more death. Death will be vanished from the world. There will be no more slaughtering, no more killing in any form and in any way, because the last slaughtering will be of the angel of death. So there will be no more bloodshed in the world. Now, why it had to be done in the past? Because it had to be done in the past. Because we were not able to understand a different language. We had to go through those processes and we had to go through those journeys for us to develop, for us to grow. Like that some people that are not eating meat for a certain time in their lives and after a while they're finding themselves eating meat, suddenly all the ingredients of that flesh, of the steak, of the meat, are nurturing them, are feeding them, are stabilizing them. So all that period of time that they were vegetarian was not according to their vessels, were not really according to their abilities. Still, meat is needed for them, for their health and for their sake, for their stability. So some processes in life, like war, like destruction, like pain, like death, 
were part of our journey and they were needed for our completion. We had to go through those downfalls. But for the sake of complete elevation in the end, and in the end of time, we will not need them no more. Donna. I, I had heard you speak on it before a little bit, but I didn't understand the connection to redemption. So now I do. Thank you. Thank you, dear sister. Do you also hear music in your mind? Yes. Yes, yes, David. Chavad. Um, I, uh, okay, so there's something I've been wrestling with regarding uh, oral Torah. Uh, oh, I do, best. I do, I do fully believe that there was an oral Torah. That was? was yeah. Was, okay. You mm -hmm. chose the word was. Was. I do 100% believe that there was. But what I know is that it was never supposed to be written, correct? Originally. Ideally, yeah. Right. So there was a time, as far as I know, in the diaspora where the head rabbis believed that if we didn't write it down, it would have been lost in the exile uh, and it wouldn't be able to be passed down through generations. So we wrote it down. Um, so the way I'm thinking about it is there were other times in Jewish history, like let's say with the story of Hanukkah, where uh, we s essentially stopped keeping Shabbat in order to fight the Greeks, right? So there was a time where we had to go against the original rule for specific for the sake of heaven, let's say. Sometimes for Hashem's sake, you need to violate the laws of Torah. Yes. Exactly. Right. But then after we won the war with the Greeks, we ended up going back to keeping Shabbat, right? Like yeah. we didn't keep that rule of not keeping Shabbat anymore. So my question, I guess, is now that we're in a generation where, you know, like we're a little bit more solid in our ability to transmute orally, especially with the internet, etc., is there a way that we go back to the original intention that Hashem had to transmute oral Torah orally? I think I think that I think that there is a difference between that decree to that decree, and I'll tell you why. Because what that happened by writing the oral Torah was um, not similar to what that happened by stop keeping Shabbat. When people stopped keeping Shabbat, Shabbat was neglected. Shabbat was abandoned. People were not keeping Shabbat. So that area was became dark. But when we started writing oral Torah, we started realizing that there will always gonna stay more oral Torah that was not that was not written because after the sages wrote the Mishnayot 
still we cannot understand almost anything from the Mishnayot without the Talmud, without the Gemara. So then the, Tana, the Amoraim came and wrote the Gemara, and then we see that we are not able to understand what that is written in the Gemara without Rashi explaining and without Tosfot explaining and without all the rest of the commentaries coming and writing and adding enormous amounts of books on books on books of oral Torah. And still David Lauren is finding himself in a situation that he's saying, oh man, I need to hear a class of Rav Dror to understand that halacha. And why? Because oral Torah will always clarify more and more and more. And even if that class of mine will be written into a booklet, into a book, it will not stop the next oral Torah class to be given. So oral Torah is different than other mitzvot that even by violating the prohibition of writing it, you're not stopping its flow of existing. It's like water streaming in the river. If you're stopping it, you're not stopping the flow of water between the seas. You might be able to put it into one pool, but you haven't affected the whole world stream of water. So the water of Torah are the water of the oral Torah. When it's written that the Torah is wider than the sea, we're talking mainly about the oral Torah because it's endless. You have lower water and you have upper water. The lower water is the water of the physical Torah and the written Torah. And the upper water is the oral Torah. It's the spiritual Torah. How do we know it? Because even though that the amount of water in the oceans and in the rivers and all the ponds and all sources of water in this world is gigantic, still there's a measure to it. The maker knows the exact amount of water inside creation. There is a weight to it. Hashem knows. We don't know. Hashem, he knows. But the upper water that are beyond are spiritual and endless, eternal. The Torah that is written is like the physical water. Even though you have hundreds of thousands of books that have been written until now, still there is a specific amount of letters that were written. We don't know them, but Hashem, He does. Hashem, He knows exactly which books were written by whom, and how many copies to each book were printed or written in handwrite until today. All the numbers, all those archives are memorized and written and saved in Hashem's ancient archives. But the oral Torah is coming from infinity and it's upper water that does not have an end and are eternal. So even though that we wrote some of the oral Torah, it's like to touch infinity and to say, hey, I grabbed some when it's already gone in the sea of, of infinity. Thank you. I, I guess I just still have, I still have resistance to what is Hashem's real will. 
Uh, because even like, as you said, it got broken down and broken down and broken down uh, into uh, more recent generations where there were so many fences added where like, this isn't my words, but like, we're not supposed to do business on Shabbat. And all of a sudden it goes from not doing business on Shabbat to not using money on Shabbat. And it goes from not using money on Shabbat to not touching money on Shabbat. Because if you touch it, you might use it. If you use it, you might use it for business. Oh, then don't even have it out. Because if you have it out, you might touch it. If you touch it, you might use it. If you use it, you might use it for business. So there were, I, I just feel a resistance to many of the fences, I guess, that were established over time that we now look at as law. You know? so, I'll tell you. I'll yeah. give you an answer. Between Israel to Egypt, there is a border. There is a certain line that is dividing the homeland of Israel to Egypt. Now, it's standing on one spot, on one line, but it's facing two opposite directions. One of them is the side of the Holy Land of Israel, and one of them is the Egyptian side. Now, it's the same line, but it represents and creates the dividing between two opposite places with opposite nature, complete different places. Now, the law of Torah, not to touch money, not to make business, is a fence, is a border. The only question is where, from which side you're coming to that line, to that border. If your passion and your desire is to come closer to Hashem, that border and fence will bring you closer to Him, will just show you where not to walk towards to, what not to touch, what not to do, and you'll find yourself happy. But if the person is coming from the other side, he can travel the world and the seven seas. Everyone, everybody is looking for something, and they will always going to continue searching they will always going to keep on traveling and finding ways how to expand and how to move the fence a little bit. And no, yeah, but that's a great area and you don't know and you can still touch and you can talk about oranges instead of dollars. And there are always ways to find excuses. It's only because the person is coming from the dark side. He's coming from the other side. He's not lo looking for holiness. He's trying to make people around him believe, or maybe himself believe, that he is inside the borders of Kedusha, but he's actually breaking the fence and violating the codes. He's the one who makes other people not seeing the fence and not staying in the side of holiness. So it is only depends in the intention of the heart of the person. So if your heart is aimed to the truth, you will never fail. But if the person allows himself to fail, there is no fence in the world that can hold him back. No fence. No offense. Only your true desire for the truth can bring you there. David. I feel that I'm looking for the truth. I, I, if I'm checking so myself. So you shall find it. So you shall find it. Look where you are. Look, you're surrounded with angels. Look, look around you. Look, look where you are at. The sages said, Tell me who your friends are, and I'll tell you who you are. Look at your friends. 
You're surrounded, Achi. Thank you. Thank you. Last one. Hey, I don't have a question, Rabbi, but I was wondering if you might say some special prayers for my eldest daughter, Audrey. Yes, may the maker of the universe heal and support and stabilize and bring true happiness to the heart of Audrey, the daughter of Elizabeth. And may the maker of the universe answer Elizabeth's prayers for her and our prayers that we're praying for her goodness and happiness and complete healing in all ways, in all aspects Spiritually and physically, may the maker of the universe reveal his unconditional love and his loving kindness upon her, Audrey, the daughter of Elizabeth, to brighten her life and to bring her to better places, to days of happiness, of health, of great success in this world and in the future to come. Amen. May it be his will. Amen. Amen. Thank you. And may the Maker bless all of you guys, all sisters and brothers, all amazing souls, all amazing people. Recognize your goodness. May the Maker help you, help you to enjoy His eyes, to see through His eyes, like the verse is saying, Hashem the eyes of Hashem to the righteous ones. May Hashem let you use His eyes, that you will understand that your eyes are the eyes of Hashem that the power of sight that you're enjoying is the power of sight of Hashem because a person would never be able to see if Hashem would not give him the power of sight. A person would never be able to smell if Hashem will not allow him to smell like Hashem is smelling the great smell of incense, like Hashem is talking, we can talk, like we can hear because Hashem is hearing every single thing that we are enjoying from the world of above is because that Hashem created us in His shape. May His shape shine upon us for us to recognize our godliness, the godly soul that is treasured within us, that every one of us will recognize the godly portion of soul that lives and treasured within Him to represent and present the light of Hashem in the greatest way for Hashem's light to shine through you out to all your surroundings, to all your loved ones, that everyone mm -hmm. around you will be healed just by hearing you, just by seeing you, just by holding your hand, just by hearing your voice. May all the world be healed through us, and the Maker will be proud and happy and express His great gratitude for all His messengers' long arms. In the Holy Land of Israel, and in the whole wide world, that all of us will be lighthouses shining and brightening and, and serving the Maker with great joy and with a happy heart and a wishing soul. In short time, in a fast way, in our days, and we're going to say, Amen. 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 And Rob, may, you, may he who blesses be blessed. Amen. <laughs>